sort of vividly when I was sort of 12 years old, me and my brother going online and reading comments about us. And we were, you know, yeah. 12 and 14 and they were saying, you know, they're never going to be as good as their dad, you wow. know, like I've seen them play. Like I was 12 years old. Like, yeah. you know, there's sort of stuff like that that, you know, you're not equipped to at that age. And I think with social media, it does make it a lot harder for kids nowadays because everything is so public and everyone's just craving you know, Instagram followers or craving just attention and people to, you know, validate them online. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest health podcast on planet Earth. I am your host. It is Mr. Femi and I've got the amazing co-host. It's me. easy. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, you know, we've got a very special guest, you know, my good friend. The Not Nick's good friend. <laughs> yeah, <that's> our good friend. <laughs> Just mine. No one really knows Nick. <laughs> Tag along. Um, he is one of the, the most athletic, the greatest, the apparently 2018 <laughs> premier of the needful competition, professional footballer, the science of brazen modeling agency, <laughs> amazing race season four, world record tire, loser. Didn't win it, didn't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And since he couldn't win it, he's here talking to us. Jeez, yeah. uh, I was going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast, but. Okay, <laughs> Tim on the Joe Rogan yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're here with Mr. Tyler Dangerous Ruse. What's going on? Make some love for the young man. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good to be on the inaugural show. Yeah, this is the Uncovered podcast, man. Yeah. So we're going to chat to you and uncover as much as we can, you know? Yeah. So as much as we know from you, we'll try and get yeah. a list of as, as much more information as we can. So that's it. So Neasy, man, let's talk to this young man. What are we going to be doing first thing? Man, well, in our podcast, we like to do... What do you want to, what are we going to term it actually? We'll call it the icebreaker. Yes, sir. And obviously I know a lot of you guys have obviously seen the, most of the amazing race, the, when we said our farewell to our boy, Tyler Ruse. So we thought we kind of. Stitcher. Big Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Absolute pisser. So we thought there's no better way to welcome the young boy to our podcast without bringing something that's a bit nostalgic to him. Something mm. that's a bit memorable to him. Something to remind him of his travels in Bangkok. So. Oh my God, here we go. Here we have is our lovely icebreaker challenge. Yes, sir. All right, this is how it's going to work. We're going to ask you three simple questions, all right? If you get it right, we're going to ask you a couple of simple questions. If you get it right, you don't have to touch a, touch a, touch a cup. If you get it wrong, though, <laughs> you got to pick one of the three Bro, cups. What's in these cups? Under these three <laughs> magical red cups, oh, God. you have a boiled egg. Easy. Not a century egg. You have, I know you love century eggs, so we're getting, <laughs> we're getting there. We have a Kinder Surprise egg. Delicious. Oh, sweet. Grass. Um, and then we have a raw egg that you're going to crack. And then we're going to got some lovely condiments here. We're going to put together, stir oh, it together geez. and consume. And inside. Beautiful. Uh, still eight cameras are rolling. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stitcher. <laughs> so really simple questions because we know that uh, yeah. as we saw on the race, you know, super athletic guys, you know, yeah. like you guys know how to run. Not very fast, but you know how to run for a while. Yeah. Um, do, 
do we want to talk about the elephant in the room while we're on that? Where's subject? the elephant? Oh, the, Where? big, the big slow elephant sitting <laughs> over there. So uh, just in uh, just for all the listeners out there that may have watched the race in Zambia, we did a uh, foot race at the campsite one night, and uh, Neezy still hasn't finished the race, and uh, he's about uh, what is he about four months behind. <laughs> Mate, if you actually see this vase, bro, I actually <laughs> left this guy behind. I smoked him. Oh, very much. Ah, very Mate, and there was a little bit. Of, there was a bit of interference as well. Oh, interference you got on back his to yeah. Zimbabwe because he didn't know how to take a bend. Mate, oh. mate, I cooked you. Just, just mate. admit it. Just admit it to the listeners. No, way. mate, I know mate, for a fact admit, that I could hey, smoke you. Hey, but wait. I know I could smoke you. But you could what? In another life, you just <laughs> you lost, mate. <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on <laughs> so this is what we're going to do we're going to ask you about something that you should know very very yeah. well yeah all right afl vfl premiers uh, not vfl afl afl know. all right well look we're from sydney yep so we don't know anything about afl or what the difference yep. is between afl or vfl so to all of us, to us it's the exact same, exact same. <laughs> um and on wikipedia it says it's the same vfl slash afl was it vfl beforehand yeah uh, okay that makes sense so it's afl um, all right, so we're gonna ask since it's been AFL since it was 1990. Oh, so, guy. are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, fuck, it's gonna be pretty embarrassing if you get these wrong. I know, I'm <laughs> thinking, of, I'm thinking. All right, Nick, you want to ask the first one? Choose yeah. a year and then ask this gentleman whether. Oh. What's the actual question? Who won that year? Oh, is that. Yeah, you're gonna good. you're gonna pick out a random year in history. And <laughs> you start, start off first. I'm, I'm on the right page. With not you. an AFL nerd. I don't know know it. All right, sure. so uh, you should. Let's not, 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 not up to me. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a witch hunt. This podcast. A little bit. A little a wee bit. All right, mate. This one's really really easy. Yeah, hit me with it. The 2005 grand final. Sydney Swans. Yes, mate. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> that one's a little cheeky one. Of course, you know that yes, one. Come on, I've got yes, that one, dude. Yes, yes, you got one. Easy one for yeah. you. Uh, pass, pass, all right, all right. Do you know how to read the scores, bro? Yeah, cards. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Let's go. All right. The 2009 Geelong. Can't. That you just answer. said uh, Geelong. Did I just give the answer? I'm going to say Geelong. Oh, right? my God. Oh, <laughs> no one has a count. Yes. No. That's two. That's two. the whole thing, oh, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa, absolute piss off. Bro, I didn't see the full thing. That's He's now been demoted from co-host to just <laughs> <laughs> assistant. <laughs> to sound technician. <laughs> Intern. All right, mate, 90, <laughs> your birth year, 1996, between North Melbourne and Sydney. Who took it out? North Melbourne. My dad played in it. Oh, brilliant. He got tagged by John Blakey. Very, very true. Wow. He knows what, what I know what he's talking no one about. Knows what but anyways, talking about. yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're from Melbourne, I'm sure you're very impressed by that statement, but everyone else no one knows what he's talking <laughs> about. <laughs> All right, let's make it a bit. 2001. Brisbane Lions versus Essendon. Brisbane Lions. All right. Well, let's. This is getting a bit long. I didn't think you were going to get all these questions right. Okay. Nineteen ninety, Collingwood versus Essendon. Nineteen ninety. Yes, sir. The first AFL Grand Final. Just hold on. Let me try to think about you know. <laughs> surely playing. there's a time limit. Essendon. Nah, surely we should have. <sighs> Absolutely burning. It's Collingwood. But so so the premise of this competition was ask me 
a million questions until I get one wrong. 100%. Yeah, facts. That's so, so there was yeah. no way of me possibly winning this. Because no, there wasn't. You, there, there was originally, there was three cups. Yeah. And I've answered, what, five questions Doesn't right? Doesn't matter, we're just going to edit it. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is, let's go. So let's basically, go. let's go. So basically, I come out here, I help you guys out, get on your podcast, yeah. and all I've got to do is eat shit for the viewers. Oh, it's only five minutes. Oh, we'll go. Pick a cup, pick a number, and then you can pick the cup. I want the one that's got the kind of surprise. What? It's one, two, choose, just choose one. <coughs> cup number one, two, three, four, or five. Oh, Danny. Danny. That's the boiled egg. I think that's number one. That's a boiled egg. Is it the boiled egg? Is it? The egg. It's the boiled egg. So <sighs> let's eat that up. Yeah. It's the boiled one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Looks pretty boiled. Yeah, it looks pretty boiled to me. All right, let's eat it. Have a bite at least. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> How am I cracking it? I don't know. Oh, you, you guys yeah. organize that? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you leave it with Femi. Oh, there we are. What, what, why, why do I have to eat it? A full egg, you want me to eat a full egg on this? <laughs> no, just a bite. Mm. We I don't have all the time. Oh, of... it's fucking, it's, oh, not, it's, it's not boiled. Is that the raw one? Well, it's it's just, it's not, it's not boiled. <laughs> so it's the raw it's egg. The raw one, I don't know. That's why the surprise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you guys are running a tight ship here. <laughs> <laughs> the budget's yeah. not very high. <laughs> 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 Didn't have enough. It's like a semi-boiled one. Did you not have enough hot water? <laughs> no, it ran out. Oh, oh no. no. That's perfect though. It's I love that. Great. So. Yeah. Come on. What do, you, what do I have to go do? With have a sip. Have, have a sip. sip. Have a sip. Have a sip. Do I need to put sauce in it? Do you want sauce? Oh, it's number one. Yeah, give me a bit of barbecue. Uh, try and be a barbecue in it. Oh. Just tomato. Just tomato. Give me a little. So. <laughs> For the Americans, this is ketchup. Oh, you're kidding. Thanks, Master Foods. Feel free to sponsor us at any point so we have a higher budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave it open, not Master Foods. Coles brand, Woolies brand. <laughs> anyone that wants this sponsorship, anyone that wants to. Mount Franklin. Jump on board. <laughs> <laughs> like me, is you that still looking a bit thick? <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh boys, are you kidding? Come on, just a little one. Just a sip, just a sip, just a sip. You we'll do a sort of job. You do a if sip. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bang it. Oh, fuck no, it. Go on. <laughs> it's, it's just looking me in the eye. <laughs> Bro, this just brings back Thailand so much. Oh, <laughs> oh. my eyes great at this. He's oh done my it. god. Oh, he's oh, done, done it. it. Put it back. Put it, Put it back. back. Put it back. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come oh, on. Oh. <laughs> Wash it down with some water, mate. You're all right. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> what was worse, the century egg or that? The century egg was that. <laughs> but that wasn't great. What? So just, just put it in on the ball. Uh, uh, brilliant. There's not even going to be a kind of surprise, is there? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe. Just in the take of time, we'll ask you one more question. If you get it right, brilliant. Well, we know how this is going to go. You're going to ask me a question until <laughs> I get it wrong. So let's not lie. Let's not beat around the book. Why don't we just let me pick a cup? Because this whole premise is Camera ridiculous. Camera <laughs> uh, 1995 Collingwood Geelong. Collingwood. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Carlton Geelong, sorry. Carlton. Yep. Because you got it right, we've changed the rules. <laughs> because you got it right, you now have to pick a cup. You, whatever I pick, it's not going to be the kinder surprise. You don't know, I that. know that. 
아시려나 해도 안 <laughs> God, I tried to help you. I tried to help you. No, I just thought you were taking the piss. So I'm just here to eat shit on TV for you two. I have the kid to surprise. I don't want it. It's all right. You have the, have the kid to surprise. Other one, other one. Other one, other one. Other one. What do you want me to do with it? Nah, that's right. No, no, that's, that's right. right. I have to right. kill This is a raw egg as well. <laughs> so there was definitely not a boiled egg in here. I want everyone to know that this was a complete stitch up. There's two raw eggs. This is the furthest thing from boiled. <laughs> have, a, have a kind of surprise. Do you guys know how to boil an egg? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. You guys know like you got to boil the water. When it's bubbling, it's boiling. No, no. you don't always have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Worked well this time. <laughs> Um, All right, enjoy the Kinder surprise, mate. Tell us what the gift was. <laughs> What's in the Kinder? Um, Kinder surprise. The sponsorship running out there. Yeah, as well. <laughs> just but, you know, gift. if you're Cadbury and you want to take over, you know, there's a few other options of uh, chocolates that could be used on the show. Honestly, we're at the point where we'll take we'll any, take anything, we'll take any any brand sponsorship at this point. Mars bar, Mars anything. Uh, All right, mate. So. Obviously, the, the purpose of this show is to talk about, you know, health and mental health and mental wellness and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but have a little bit more of a relaxed viewpoint on it so that we can have the tough convos and anyone else can as he's eating a kinder surprise yeah. in my face. <laughs> I just was a bit surprised you started this while the serious stuff while I'm still eating a chocolate. It's not serious. It's, We're just chatting. That's why I want you to enjoy the wait, chocolate. Let me get the prize out first. All right, go, go on. Oh, what are we doing? What do we have? Can't open it. Come on, mate. You never opened a Kinder Surprise before? I don't eat Kinder Surprise. Fuck. I'm healthy. Sound healthy. What do you have? I think I got a healthy the vegan, The vegan ones. <laughs> vegan yeah. talk. Vegan gluten-free burgers. <laughs> no, I don't even know. What the hell is that, man? But don't read it. Just tell us what the what the toy is. Oh, it's like a Bablat. You know when you got a Bablat back? It's like a mini Bablat. Oh, oh Beyblade. Babylon. Tennis racket. to translate for this guy. <laughs> yeah, I got a tennis racket in that. That was pretty, that was pretty steep. Oh, Babylon. racket. I had no idea what you were talking about. I know, like, oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, Neasy, talk, talk to us a little bit. Let, let Mr. Tyler know what, what we are here to do. What we're here to do. Man, all we're here to do really is just. Get to know you, mate. Want to know your experiences, your journey, you know. What it's been like growing up as Tyler Roos, you know, first and second name basis. Because not all of us are there yet. That's right. So we just want to know, like, how Here's did a, you get there? A little bit of a background story. So we've been hanging out with Tyler. We stayed, we stayed down here with Tyler. And this guy is genuinely first name, second name basis in his area. Like, we went to a little, his local. And I, I promise you not. So obviously, uh, Nick and I were also on the race. And so was Tyler. And we went down into the show, um, into one of the, the little bars in, in Melbourne here. I was like, oh my God, it's Tyler Roos. It's Tyler Roos. Oh yeah, this guy's on TV. <laughs> but it's Tyler Roos. No, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the actual fuck? Like this yeah. guy is a, is a, is a bit of a king in his area. And I'm, uh, so I want to- We hate him yeah, for that. But you know, you know, we hated it, obviously, you know, <laughs> but 
The, these boys wore out their race shirts and were trying to tell everyone that they were in the race. No, no one believed them. No, no you're just another black guy. Don't <laughs> um, so yeah, honestly, this guy's a G. Obviously, he's got a very, very famous last name. Very, very famous man. So talk to us. How was that growing up? Um, yeah, obviously, you sort of have a different upbringing to, to everyone else when you, you raised by a father that's such a public figure. And I guess, uh, you know, other players have done it, but it's probably for me is a bit more unique that he was a coach at the same time. And then he also mm. went into the media. So he's always mm. been really prevalent. And it's also, you know, a different uh, t uh, challenge as well, trying to grow up playing that sport that your father was so good at and while he's still so prevalent in the media. So um, obviously had its challenges and a lot of strengths and it was, you know, it was fun. And I got to see a lot of sides of things and be treated to some things that other kids really didn't get a chance to do. But then there was also the other side of things where it was, yeah, it was, it was tough at times, but you know, you get that, get that good and the bad. What were the challenges about? Like, come on, man, you're living a good life. Seems, seems, yeah. seems sweet. So what's the challenge? <laughs> oh, you obviously have the, the challenge of extra added pressure yeah. when, when you're growing up, you know, you, you sort of judge based off your last name since you're born. So, you know, you have to sort of deal with those things growing up, but um, yeah, you know, you take the good with the bad. I had a father that was incredibly supportive and loving and I would never been the type of player that I am today if I didn't have him raising me. So, you know, um, I was very, very fortunate. Yeah. yeah, man. So how did you kind of cope with that? Like, I could imagine that would have been tough. Like, because footy is so big here in Melbourne. So everyone probably knows who your dad is and how Early he was. Early in Melbourne. Early in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's biggest sport. So how was that? Like, how did you cope with that? Yeah, obviously, um, from a young age, it's probably a bit more difficult. And then you get used to it. Um, you know, you sort of get tagged in games just because of your last name and things like that. And then, um, you know, you sort of just, I guess. What does tagged mean? Like, Tackled or no, like, like a player will run with you for the game just because your last name's oh right, right. like stuff like sort of stuff like that that made it a bit harder growing up but I think it makes you a better player and it definitely made me more mentally tough and you know people will always go after you on the field and stuff like that and it's just sort of you know you grow a tougher skin and you think you just realize you you could work through it and I guess it, at the end of the day it made me a better player and I'm probably a better person because uh, you know I'm I'm able to deal with a lot more stuff that other people sort of haven't had to. Yeah, for sure. Cause like, I guess obviously not to the same extent, but like my family is quite, both our families are quite like prevalent in our own communities. Not, yeah. you know, we're not public figures. We're not, you know, Paul Ruse's son. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. No one's but, saying our first and second name. Yeah, we're not first, second name basis. <laughs> no but one's like, saying your first name. <laughs> 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 oh, hella, hella consonants and vowels in that. Yeah. But, but no, like, on, Mom like, fell asleep on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, good enough. <laughs> but no, nah, like we live in a, we lived in a in a kind of like a house. Well, for me personally, we lived in a household where like my parents were really known for you know academia and being really really like prevalent in that area. So in the community, I had a massive kind of responsibility to live up to that yeah. and to be like that, which made me kind of like. I don't know, like it made me almost not want to do it because I was like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to be like, just because everyone says that, oh, my mom's got, so my mom was the first African lady to have a PhD in Australia. Oh, right. wow. So my mom's grouse, man. She's, yeah. like, she's all right. <laughs> uh, no, so she's, she's done, she's done a lot of great things and, and everyone's got that expectation that I'm going to go down that route. And I felt a lot of pressure to go down that route or to be that type of person that, when I was younger, it made me think like, fuck, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I want to be my own person and find yeah. my own identity. Like, I don't know, like, did you ever struggle with that? Did you guys ever struggle with that? Did you ever have that feeling of like, fuck, like, because everyone wants me to do it, I'm just going to be a little shit and be like, do whatever I want. 
Yeah, I think I think the big thing for me was uh, everyone sort of was like, you don't have to play football because your dad did or, you know, like trying to tell me what I should do or shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, it was really, you know, it, it does take you a sort of a while to work out, is this something I really want to do or am I doing it for the right reasons, the wrong reasons? Mm. But for me, it came down to that's, you know, the thing that I enjoyed the most and just because my dad played isn't going to stop me from playing. And um, I guess the, the weight of expectation was, was big on me and I've, Obviously, didn't live up to it, but obviously, didn't live up to it. But um, but yeah, I still enjoy the game, enjoy playing, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's what it came down to. I love my mates and loved the relationships and the things that I've built through football. Right. Um, that you know, I wouldn't have otherwise. But you know, finding that path and that identity at an early age was definitely something that you got to think about, and you you know, you try different things, and you sort of you know, I was very big into sports. So I'd play basketball, I'd play tennis. And, Not well, though. you know, I'd sort of think. <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of sports. I played badminton, you know, squash. Yeah, you, you didn't do swimming though, did you? <laughs> I don't really have that same kind of issue with identity. I feel like even still to this point, like I'm still kind of struggling to figure out like who I am or what my actual purpose is in this world. So it's like, even though like my upbringing, I didn't have all this kind of external pressure, but I was really big on like perception and how people perceived me as. And I always wanted to kind of have this image for people to feel like, you know, he's a nice guy. He's this, he's very relaxed, he's calm. But then like, as we were growing up, I started to realize that's not me. And then I started to have people being like, oh, like, bro, like, what happened to you back five years ago? You used to be able to do that. I used to be yeah. no drama. And now, like, even still in this day, it kind of battles with my head. Like, I kind of have this constant dialogue with my head trying to figure out who the hell am I? Or who the hell am I? What am I actually doing here? And I feel that's like, I don't know. Like, it's a bit of a challenge for me, bro. And I still haven't figured it out to this day. Yeah. And I think with that, sort of that pressure that you were talking about, mm. I think sort of what I worked out when I got a bit older and probably past my draft year and stuff like that is that you just shouldn't care about the opinion of mm. people that you don't... Like, the people that I care about the opinion are the people that I love. Yeah, my family yeah. and friends are the only people, if they're happy with what I'm doing and the way that I'm perceived and, and my actions, then that's then that's all that I that I really care about. Yeah. So, and you know, you guys are now sort of in the public sphere for a little bit now and you just, you can't listen to any outside mm, noise like so. that. It's just, you just do yourself and your family proud and then, you know, that's all you got to care about. But like, how do you actually do that though? Like, cause it's everyone, like, it's like, yeah, we definitely know that you should, you shouldn't care. Exactly. But like, how do you not care when like the, the noise and the voices yeah. are so loud, especially for you, they'd be loud as, loud as fuck, man. But like <laughs> for us, like we've only had, like had to experience it being on the race right now. And that's so like, like a couple months. Like, it's only been nothing. a couple of months and it's like, it's, it's annoying, but it's whatever. But like, how do you actually like, like, what do you do to actually shut off those yeah. voices? Yeah, I mean, it is hard. I mean, I remember sort of vividly when I was sort of 12 years old, me and my brother going online and reading comments about us. We were, you know, yeah. 12 and 14 and they were saying, you know, they're never going to be as good as their dad, you wow. know, like I've seen them play. Like I was 12 years old. Like, yeah. you know, there's sort of stuff like that that, you know, you're not equipped to at that age. And I think with social media, it does make it a lot harder for kids nowadays because everything is so public and everyone's just craving you know, Instagram followers or yeah. craving just attention and people to, you know, validate them online, yeah. which is definitely hard. And I guess that took, like, I, I guess I'm pretty happy that I missed the sort of social media when I was younger. Like, yeah. You know, it was a bit more when we got a bit older and more yeah. into high school, which you're probably a bit more equipped to deal with. But yeah, no, it's definitely hard. But I guess, 
you know, I have really loving family and support system. And then, you know, you just get to that stage where like, I just, you know, just these comments it. are just comments from people that are on a keyboard. Clubs, yeah. From, you know, other side of Australia anyway. that, are, that don't know me. So yeah. they, they don't really, they can't really comment on what I'm like as a person or anything like that. So you just have to, you know, I guess, you know, care about the people that you care about. That's, that's just all that I've focused on. Yeah. yeah. But sure, there's a temptation to kind of read and see what kind of people are talking about with you. So do you feel, do you feel, see yourself sometimes like just checking it anyway, like checking on Twitter or on Facebook, what people are saying, or you just avoid that completely? It's not that I avoid it. I just, honestly, I don't really care. Like mm. I, I don't have any need to like, especially even with the race, like I don't think I've once looked on Twitter or I don't even, I haven't even mm. looked at the comments on Facebook things yeah. because you know, I, I've, I've, in constant communication with my friends and my family and they tell me how they think that I'm going and um, yeah. And that, that's all that I really care about. And it's, I just, I don't really need that outside validification at mm. the moment. Um, you know, I guess everyone does to an extent, so I'm probably yeah. being hypocritical, but, mm. um, but yeah, I've sort of just tried to stay away from it and haven't really focused on it too much. Yeah. I think that's interesting, man, because it's like, I don't know. I guess it's like you've had a lot of experience and practice to mm. get here. So it's like you've had that built up to be able to get to the point where like, yeah, you could actually be able to stand strong and be like, bro, people have been writing shit about me since I was 12, 14. Exactly. So it's more like, I want to ask a question because it's like, for if I'm like a, let's say for example, I'm a 16 year old kid that's, you know, done something stupid at a party and it's yeah. kind of gone viral or all over the people around us. Like, how do I ignore that noise and stay and know that like that's not who i am mm. how do i like how do i kind of like ignore that and be the person i want to be that's just an open question it's not for tyler it's like i know you don't yeah. have all the answers it's just yeah. like an open question you know yeah I, I, it is it's a it's a tough question for kids nowadays yeah. to, to face yeah, yeah. and and i don't think any of us have really the answers and that's why it'd be so hard being a parent right now it'd be yeah. so hard you know having having younger siblings and stuff like that because yeah it's really different because it's it's everything's in your face you make one mistake you say one thing you know people screenshot a message they yeah. get how much did that get sent around a school if something you know yeah exactly. when, especially when bluetooth, yeah, it's bluetooth. bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so you know msn blackie chan underscore 69 <laughs> was uh was, was femi's msn name if anyone's on it. <laughs> Yeah, so no, it's it's tough, I guess, but um, but I think the constant that you mentioned is that you always had like a good support network, and you had your yeah. priorities straight from like day dot. So you weren't really too, you didn't really care too much about what other people were saying. You just cared more about the opinion of yeah. the people that actually mattered to you. And that's something that Femi and I always talk about because I used to be so big on like just trying to please everyone, but I didn't. All those people that I was trying to please, I didn't really give a shit about anyway. Yeah. So as we grew older, as we started doing more things, our circle started to shrink a bit more. Yeah. And I started to have my immediate circle that I actually cared about, and those were the people that kind of shaped what I would do in my life, and like I'd only care about their opinions. So I think that's kind of the yeah. same thing that you were doing, like as you were growing up, you just had that support from your family, your friends, yeah. people that actually matter, and all these plebs that are in freaking like I don't know. Queensland or whatever yeah. you didn't give a shit about. Yeah, yeah. and like, I mean, I'm talking about it now as a 23 year old man. Mm. When I was going through, there was I cared about what people thought. Of course, like, yeah. and, and like in school, I was just like anyone else. I, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be popular, yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, I mean, I'm looking back at it now, and I've I've grown a lot. But mm. um, yeah, I definitely had like the struggles that every other kid went goes through. Yeah. So 100. Um, I think I was really lucky that my parents sort of shielded me from it a bit, and um, I guess Dad probably knew 
I guess, a bit of the noise online. I never had MSN. I never mm. had MySpace. Yeah. I got Facebook really late. So, and I guess, you know, when I was a kid, I was thinking back, I was, I'm missing out on stuff. Like yeah. I'm not talking with my friends. I don't know what they're talking about. Like MSN chat. Like I didn't yeah. get to talk to Blackie yeah. Chan underscore 69 <laughs> yesterday. You wouldn't have been accepted anyway. Yeah. You wouldn't want to anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'd be going but, to the Christmas yeah, party. So my <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't show up uh, on this little. Yeah, <laughs> I would have showed up. Because, you know, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, but uh, I think that helped me a bit as well because I didn't take social media as seriously. Yeah, because I think like kids right now, they're so obsessed. Like you said, they're so obsessed with that. The like their 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 outward perception, 100%. like what they actually yeah. are seen as, rather than being able to equip themselves with the skills and the tools and the support of their good support networks. Yeah. Because that's one of the biggest reasons why people actually, you know, they've go into depression or anxiety or they, you know, they feel down, have low slumps is because they don't have support networks mm. and they don't have people that are going to be around them to tell them that, bro, like it's all right. Like, yeah. you know, what you're doing is fine or whatever. Because mm. if you're all you see and all you hear and all you feed yourself with is negative kind of like, opinions and what other people think of you when they don't even know you you're going to believe that's true yeah. you are going to believe that's true so yeah. it's super important to equip yourself and find yourself amongst good people good yeah. friends mm. that definitely. you can be able to you know base your character and your identity yeah on. Mm. definitely and i think the thing as well when you talk about instagram or something like that it's little snippets of photos you that are. are just you happy you know yeah what I mean? exactly like, and you as a friend have to actually take the time to say to someone how have you been you know mm, yeah. what's been going on in your life like actually talk to them as a person because mm. this like like realistically it's it's so in social media is not what's going on in their life so yeah so just taking that time to ask your friends how they're going and then you know you'll you'll have good friends in your life hopefully that ask you how you're going and you can actually talk about those things and mm. i think there's been a really good shift at the moment in sort of toxic masculinity it hasn't gone far yeah. enough mm. but in saying that it is okay for men to say they're not okay yeah, yeah. of course that's huge um yeah I, i'm pretty hesitant to talk about sort of hard times because i'm someone that's really fortunate in life to have been dealt good hands uh, i was born to you know a quite a wealthy family and my dad's you know in the in the public sphere and i've sort of had this a really sheltered life to an extent to other people but um i think it's also important to to note that you know what you're going through is what you're going through so yeah. you know you can you can sit back and say that you know, I was very fortunate. It's it's good to know that, but mm. you you also you, ha you have your own things as well that you have to deal with, and yeah. you've got to go through. They're not going to be as extreme as someone else's, but they're extreme to you. So, mm. um, I think that's also important for everyone to be able to reach out, no matter what walk of life you're in, and say that I'm going through something right now, and this is what it is, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. But as I said, I, I've been very fortunate in life, and you know, I haven't had too many hardships. I guess probably. For me, the like the biggest one personally was not getting drafted, yeah, um, and not making the AFL, which was you know my goal and something that I strive for as a kid growing up, and, and you know growing up with my old man, I grew up around the Swans, and um, and then I grew up around, and then you know I was at the Demons, or he was at the Demons when I was going through my draft year, so sort of grow up around football players and sort of see that as your only life, and then um, to to not make it was definitely really hard, and to sort of step back and you know it's the only thing I ever thought I was going to do, so to actually step back and think about what else I might want to do in life was probably the hardest thing for me mm. to do. And I'm still working out, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's really, like, I think that's really powerful and really big, though, because if you've got something in your head as your number one option and your dream and your your future, you're basing your future on something, and then it doesn't work out, that's massively 
disillusioning. That'd be massively hard to deal with. And it's just because you're rich or just because you're, you know, your poor ruse's son doesn't mean that you don't have the, like, yeah, you know I mean, it doesn't mean that that's not going to be any less, that's going to be any less hard. Yeah. So like, what did you actually do to cope with that? Because if I had, if that was me, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I'd be able to, to do that. Yeah. Um. For me, I guess I, I, just, I, I was really fortunate that one of my <coughs> one of my best friends, Michael Mantee, didn't get drafted on the same night. Love um, Michael. Um, so man. he ended up going in the rookie draft a week later, anyway. But oh. we sort of, um, I guess we and we went down. We sat at the beach together that night, and we just cried. We cried together, and we spoke about it, and um, we spoke about our life and things that we just we just talked about it. And um, I think that was really powerful for me to have a friend there for me. Um, and it was always sort of difficult for me in a sense to talk to my dad about stuff like that, because I always thought you, you made it like you, yeah. you don't really yeah. know what I'm going through because, yeah. and like, it's not like you made it and you were a scrubber, like you're a hall of fame player. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> one of the best coaches ever as well. So yeah. um, it was really important to me that I had friends that I could talk to and I spoke to them about it. And then, you know, it was just a matter of working out. This is what I want to do. So I kept at it and kept at it and, you know, um, now it's just in the time I, I studied and I went to university and I sort of started building backup plans of stuff that I wanted to do. And then, um, yeah, and then just have to work out the, the long-term plan now. Fuck, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's the resilience that you're showing right there. Like, no matter what, like, everyone has, like, their hard times and shit, but it's, like, just being determined and be like, look, like, this is not going to stop me. It's not going to shape me. It's like, I'm still young. Like, I still have so many options available, and I think that's what you and your mate did really well, so... Yeah. That's hectic, bro. That's amazing. Wow. Nah, that's really, really powerful, man. Like, cause that's hard. I, I, I won't even lie to you, man. That's like bloody hard. So, like, to be able to get through that is is a huge testament yeah. to you. <laughs> I think, um, I think as well with like the AFL, and I guess I'm going a bit off topic, but I don't think there is enough support for the kids that don't get drafted because yeah. all we talk about is the kids that. Um, the kids Make that it. get drafted and they go and then we talk about the first rounders and we talk about the ones that go high but those kids that are sold a dream by recruiters from a young yeah. age yeah. and they, they think that this is going to be their life and mm. then one night they don't get picked you know I've got countless friends that have, were told by teams that they were going to get taken and then mm. they get to the night and they don't get don't taken, get taken. Mm. so it's and it's it's a lot of pressure to put on an 18 year old like yeah. you're, you're yeah. a kid then like you may think you're an adult but you look back at yourself at 18 now and you go I know nothing I yeah know exactly nothing, right. you know? So you're not well equipped to deal with that. Um, so I think there needs to be, you know, more support. And if your friends are going through stuff like that, you need to, you definitely need to be there for them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Out. Yeah, because I think like I struggled that as well. Like a lot of my, <clears throat> a lot of my life was very much so about, you know, when I was younger, I was really big on playing football, and well, yeah. <laughs> soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, real soccer, real football. And I was really big on playing soccer and football. And obviously, like I said, my parents were very, very academic driven. So as soon as I got to the age where it was either take football seriously or school seriously, and like my parents made the choice for me to 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 go this the academic route, that was very, very difficult for me too, because I was always thinking that like my idea of myself, my perception of myself was always like, I'm the guy that's good at sport and good at, you know, running or soccer or whatever it was. Like now I'm not that good because I'm old and, and shit and yeah, lost the touch. Yeah, and quick, yeah. yeah, not that quick anymore. Only running 10 two, So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> good thing uh, I ran a 9-8. <laughs> <laughs> so all those type of things. And then to be, to be forced into another life 
and not even just like being forced to be able to decide a new pathway as a kid, as a really, really young kid is, is super hard. And I don't think I would have been able to do it without, like you said, good mates and, yeah. and good people around you. So yeah, couldn't agree more. Good chat. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> just edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, all right, man. Yeah. Good on your back. Cool, bro. <laughs> Thought you were going to go somewhere with that No, I was, so, going, uh, listen, yeah. I was going there, but as I was going somewhere, I got distracted. I got, I, I lost yeah, my train of thought. As you can tell, there's like one reason they lost the amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just a side uh, note. We are the best amazing racers of all time. Just, no, just decide. Absolute clutch. Absolute clutch. Ab absolute, absolute clutch. How many first places did you get? How many did you get? You? I, Not I a world eight. record. I got eight. And what did record. I get you, but? Nothing. <laughs> 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 no prizes. Nothing. Sid and Ash won once and got more money than you. I came away with... I came away with no friends because I hate you two. <laughs> the friends that I had turned on me, threw me under the bus, came away with no money. And uh, yeah, so that's- uh, You can't trust no one in these streets. Absolutely stitched up. All right, so, uh, cool. So what we're going to do now is that we're going to give you those. So obviously when having this conversation, we'll have to know you a little bit, but not to the point where we know everything about you. So we're going to no ask- knows. Huh? No one does in the closed book, mate. Uh, yeah. Did you even open up in this podcast, bro? Like, I still feel like I don't know ya. When did he get it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you that he's fucking crying on the beach. How much yeah. funny? <laughs> yeah, I'm tough. Jesus. I'm helped, yeah, shit. Tough um, crowd. All right, so these are going to be some from Rapid Fire questions. We ask all our guests here, and it's just to be able to understand you, know what you're about, but it's super, you know, short answers. Super quick. Like one or two sentences. That's it. Yeah. Uh, wrap Boom. it up. Let's do it. First question, favorite movie? Catch me if you can. Easily call you. <laughs> favorite travel destination? Uh, Africa as a continent. I can't specify one one country because it's all amazing. Why? But uh, going, uh, I was fortunate enough to go on some safaris and stuff when I was young with my family. And I just think oh. getting away, going, you've got no reception. You're going, you're seeing things that you can never see. You're mm. seeing the wildlife. I just have never seen a beautiful sunset or sunrise than in Africa. So, so South of Africa more. Well, uh, I've been to Kenya, Tanzania, South Africa, Botswana. So it's yeah. just, so just Africa. Get, get there, do safaris. It's amazing. Yeah. No facts. Easy. Most important thing in your life? Um, my friends and family. Uh, what about item? I think it doesn't have a specified there, but no, how, about, uh, how about item? Yeah, let's do that. Most important, important item. item. I just, I don't know, I guess my phone. It's probably bad, but I don't really have any other items. You don't have any other items? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say- Just one, I just wear my phone. I'm not going to say a jumper. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really, uh, there's nothing, you know? Nothing like, sentimental. Like premiership medal. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. enough. That's fair enough. Actually, you know, whatever, fuck it. Whatever your answer is, your answer is like, we can't tell, <laughs> we can't tell you that it's yeah, right. you guys have any go at me. Yeah. The phone, really? Fuck like, like a shit You guys answer. have like, you guys shit. checked your phones like seven times during this podcast. I'm here thinking I'm talking to myself. Mate, we're trying to get the questions up. <laughs> oh, he was on Insta before. What are we talking about? He's just liking pooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> M-I-L-F. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he's trying to look up my name. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this bloke we're talking to again? He's, he's, Tom. So Tom Wilkerson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Most uh, attractive quality in someone? Uh, sense of humor. 
Yeah, mm, I like that one. that. And number one tip and advice for life. Number one tip or advice for life. Um, control what you can control. Whatever's happened to you has happened to you. Your reaction is what you can control. So <laughs> I think that's something that uh, Tom and I definitely focused on on the race as well. And that's why we were so successful is if bad things are going to happen to you, just react in a positive way because it's yeah. already happened to you. Yeah. So realistically, like there's no point in carrying on and getting angry mm. about anything. Just cop it on the chin and, That's you know, it. react to the positive way. Fuck, that is fantastic. You heard it here. Thank you so much, Mr. Tyler Dangerous Roos. It's been absolutely <laughs> awesome talking to you. And, you know, make sure you guys check in to the next episode of Uncovered Podcast. We've got another special guest every week. I've been your host, Mr. Femi. And I've been the co-host, Nick. But before you go, Tyler, where can, where can the audience find you if they want to get to know you a bit more? Uh, Instagram is probably the best form, at, at Tyler Roos. Um, Recently blue ticked. <laughs> Shout out to Instagram. <laughs> Just look for the verified one. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the 50K you pay to get verified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, yeah, probably Instagram is more, more my form of uh, social media. But yeah, oh. thanks for having me, guys. It was great to What's chat about What's the Instagram things. handle? I said at Tyler Roos. Did you listen? Whoops. No, he's deaf, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to plug you, man. I'm this show's going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Tyler Roos. So Adios. Laters. Yeah.